like I've been saying this forever. Well, certainly since March, anyway. If COVID is everything we've been told that it is, if it's everything we're being warned that it is, then we are doing everything wrong. And yet, we keep on doing it. I don't get it. It's, uh, it's been a frustrating 24 hours, I guess, in all this. We've been waiting months. Tammy needs some foot surgery. And she's been in a lot of pain for a lot of years. And she's finally gotten to the point where we were going to get this corrected. And then we've run into COVID. So she gets a COVID test. She's fine. Everything's good to go. But the doctor can't do the surgery. Why? Because her credentials have not been updated because COVID. I have no idea how that affects anything, but apparently the doctor was not able to get her credentials updated, so she can't do surgery because of COVID, even though neither he, she, nor the patient, my wife, have COVID. It's, it's crazy. But that's the where we are. Now, look, I'm not a, not a conspiracy theorist, and you know this. I never have been. I, I believe COVID-19 exists. I believe it is a dangerous disease for those who contract it. But I also know the numbers don't support the fear, the fear mongering that's going on. And as I've said all along, if this really is what we're told it is, we're doing everything wrong. Everything wrong. The the truth of the matter is I like to read science blogs. Uh, You may not know that. I I prefer to read blogs. I, I like to read people and things that don't necessarily agree with me. Um, I see that as a growth exercise. I see that as a challenge. And I have a science blog that I like to read because I know that the writer is very good at his science. And for the most part, he does a pretty good job of keeping politics out of his science, which I appreciate because I really believe that science has a communication problem. I believe that most scientists and most scientific people have a difficult time explaining themselves to people because they either A, use language that's just far too technical, or B, they forget their audience. They forget who they're talking to, and they go out of their way. I mean, you know, what made Big Bang Theory so funny was that it was so real. You you get people like Sheldon Cooper, who hold the public in great disdain for whatever reason. What was the movie? Uh, Real Genius. You know, never forget, we're better than everyone else because we're scientists. Mentality. And it's it's a little disturbing. Um, and I've, I've, I've even had conversations with some scientists about how do, you, how do you change that? How do you communicate better? Well, this guy, for the most part, does a pretty good job of that. Uh, on Saturday or Sunday, I don't remember, had to be Sunday when I read it. Uh, he came out with his latest blog about herd immunity with regards to COVID. And he believes that herd immunity is not achievable. Now, I'm not an epidemiologist. I am not a scientist. I know what I think about it, but I'm willing to accept that there may be evidence 
to the contrary. And he was laying out evidence to the contrary that herd immunity is not something uh, that's achievable. But in the middle of this, he, he went full TDS. And you know what TDS is. And I don't really care if you like Trump or hate Trump, but Trump derangement syndrome is a real thing. If you can't have a conversation without blaming every problem in the world on Trump, well, you're not going to do a good job communicating. And this guy did not. He, he lost me. I mean, I don't know how many other readers he lost. At that point, anything he had to say just went out the window. Not because I love Trump. You already know I'm not a huge Trump supporter. I have issues with Trump. Um, that said, I don't blame every problem in the world on Donald Trump. And if I, I can keep that out of a conversation, I can have a conversation about something without going to, well, it must be Trump's fault, or because I'm a conservative, it must not be, it must be Obama's fault. This guy couldn't do that. And he ended up losing me on this whole thing. This herd immunity uh, issue is one that I'm confused by. I mean, I understand in concept what it is, but again, on the surface of things, it appears to me that if we're trying to achieve herd immunity, we're doing it wrong. We're doing everything wrong with COVID. Everything is, we're just doing it wrong. Masks. You can't go anywhere without a mask. You can't, you can't not have a mask on. You gotta have a mask on. Unless, unless, da, 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 you're eating at a restaurant, which here, I don't know where you are, but here you can only have six people at a table. So if you have a party of eight, you either have to divide it into four and four, or you have to divide it into two and two. I don't know. <sighs> but only six people can be at the table because apparently the virus can't count or it can only count to six. I don't know. Or, or it has a rule that, or mutation that says, well, if there's seven people there, then I'm going to get them. But if there's six, <laughs> you know, then we're safe. And I know what the counter argument is. I know we're trying to stop, quote unquote, super spreader events. But again, we're doing it in the most fouled up way we could possibly do it. And no amount of science Trump derangement syndrome is going to change that. You can explain to me until I'm until you're blue in the face about the science and the numbers and the, the way herd immunity. You can do all that all you want. But it doesn't change the fact that the virus can't count. The virus doesn't care. And moreover, how the hell do masks help? That's the problem I can't get. If you eating or drinking, you don't have to wear a mask if you're strenuously exercising. So I haven't talked much about this, but I've been going back to the gym lately. Um, maybe, maybe later in the week, I'll talk about it if I get a chance, but um, I've been going back to the gym lately. So here's the thing. You got to wear a mask to go in. But you don't have to wear a mask while you're strenuously exercising. Now, just a, a question here. When am I more likely to be exhaling heavily with spittle and drips and sweat and that kind of stuff while I'm walking in the door or while I'm exercising vigorously, as we once said? See my point? So we got to have this mask on. It's just, it's just dumb. It just, it, this whole thing doesn't make sense to me. I tune into Sunday night football two nights ago. So Chris Collinsworth, who's one of my least favorite color people, is teamed with Al Michaels, who 
through the years, I've, you know, Al Michaels is what he is. He's, uh, he's a good guy, but he's a good play-by-play guy, but he's, he's a toe-the-company-line kind of guy, too. So they're calling the Sunday night game, and it sounds like crap. Why does it sound like crap? Because they're doing it like this. So everything is muffled when you're hearing it through the mask and into the microphone. And then the TV cuts to them and shows them in the booth, you know, six feet apart, because that's what you got to be. And they look like this. The mask is over their mouth, but not over their nose in the booth. And I thought to myself, why in the hell are they even wearing them? None of the other announcers wear them. Monday night football last night, they didn't wear them. Sunday afternoon football, they don't wear them. But Monday Night Football, and so I just, because I was really bored and didn't have anything else to do, I Googled it, Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth masks. And there are articles after articles about, will Chris and Al wear masks this week? Because somebody said they should. Do you really think that it's going to make any difference at all? Nobody else is, who's going to catch it? And even if they did... Again, the survivability rate of this disease, except for those who have large numbers of comorbidities, is not unachievable. But we got to be scared. We got to be panicked. Got a text from one of our good listeners yesterday, MA2, was telling me about, you know, he had gone to a job in the city where he lives, which I'm not going to name, but it rhymes with Salt Lake. Um, and he was concerned because one of one of the members of his team, and I'm not exactly clear on who it is, um, wasn't wearing a mask. And the homeowner, the business, the homeowner where their business was doing their job, uh, was was concerned about this. And come to find out, the man had had cancer treatments and lung illnesses and like that. And you know, wearing a mask is not good for him. And so they explained that to the homeowner, and the homeowner was like, "Okay, cool, that's fine." But again, and while I think that's great, don't get me wrong, I, 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 you know, that's, we need more of that kind of common sense thinking in the world. But again, if this disease is really what we're told it is, shouldn't we be panicked? Shouldn't we be reacting as if, oh my God, it's the end of the world. If this guy with comorbidities doesn't, you know, wear a mask, it's the end of everything. How can we accept this? Here in Kitsap County, they announced last night that we've had 1,205 cases of COVID-19. And and you may have seen it, Washington State, I think we've had just a little over 100,000 cases here in the state. And that's the way they report it every morning, because I watch the news every morning. Something I do, I've always done. They, uh, especially since newspapers kind of died out, I could still get the Seattle Times, but just don't... uh, I just don't think it's worth the money. I really don't. I'm sorry. Uh, their sports section used to be great. It's not anymore. Uh, at any rate, so I watched the morning news, and that's how they report it. We now have 103,000 cases of COVID in Washington State. No, we don't. We do not have 103,000 cases. We have had 103,000 cases. But if you ask the state of Washington, how many of those cases are active? They just stare at you with this blank look like, what do you mean? 
at least here in Kitsap County, they tell us we have 1,205 cases and only 46 of those are active. So we are literally shut down. We are literally locked down. Well, not locked down, but, you know, phase two, where you can only have six people at a table and they must wear masks unless they're eating because the virus can count for 46 people who are sick. Now we're told we're coming into flu season. Got this email yesterday from Kitsap County. Um, because of my involvement with veterans organizations, I get extra emails. So I got this email about never been more important to get your flu shot. Now, <clears throat> again, I don't care what your opinion is about flu shots. I, I really don't. I'm not trying to be mean, not trying to be rude. I just don't care. I get my flu shot every year because my wife is required to get one at work. And it's simpler, it's more protective of my son, so I get one too. I, I get that some of you don't like vaccinations. That's a discussion for another day. I don't have a problem with it, and I get my flu shot every year. Now I'm getting emails from the county saying, it's never been more important, Dave, for, for veterans to get their flu shots because, because flu season is coming. And do you know what's going to happen in flu season? Now, stay with me here. Again, remember my premise, which is that if COVID really is everything we're told that it is, we're doing everything wrong. You know what the danger of flu season is? The real danger of flu season is that all these veterans, people with lots of comorbidities, are going to stay home inside. And when they stay home inside, they're going to possibly be more exposed to you know, close, close quarters with people who might have been exposed to COVID, and they might have gotten, co they might get COVID. Well, wait a minute! I thought I couldn't go out to places because the virus knows if there's more than six people gathered, and that's when it pounces. Now you're telling me if I stay at home in my home with with people, the virus might bounce. Pounce, not bounce. Is it any wonder that people who take the time to think about these things? Now, again, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about people who are just you know, COVID is a man-made culling virus. It's been created to to get you know. I'm not talking about those people that believe that there's cancer in the vaccines and and that crap. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about other the rest of us who think and reason logically, or at least as logically as we're able to. Do you understand why we're having such a hard time with this? Because every time we turn around, you move the goalposts, you move the rules. Every time we turn around, you tell us that it's 15 days to flatten the curve. Six months later, you tell us, well, it didn't do any good. It's still the most dangerous thing in the world. Look, I don't, you know... I don't know anybody personally that's had COVID. I think I'm convinced that I did. I'm told that I could not have because I was had it before, quote unquote, it got here. Well, that's odd, Doc. I mean, here's the symptoms that I had, and here's the symptoms of COVID. So, you know, can we at least do a test? Well, I don't want to do that. It's expensive. All right. At the end of the day, it's, very, it's becoming more and more difficult.
were people of reason, people who could be swayed by good science and good communication to continue down the road of COVID porn put out by the branch COVIDians who are just absolutely determined to rule and control our lives to what end? See, that's the part that doesn't even make sense. Politically, you could say, well, COVID was an attempt to destroy the economy to reflect badly on Trump. Okay, so what happens on November 4th? You know, is it all over then or or does it get worse? If COVID is this man-made culling machine that's designed to get rid of, you know, a third of humanity so that global warming will cool off. And again, this is people sending me this crap. Um, it's doing it wrong. <laughs> it's, it's not killing anybody. It's not killing people that much. Not enough to get, not enough to get uh, a third of humanity. Although, this science blog assured me that if we try for herd immunity, if we if we try to get herd immunity in the United States, we would have to have, I think he said something along the lines of 200 million more infections of COVID, which would result in guaranteed, absolutely no question about it, possibly 5 million deaths. And that's the only way we could achieve herd immunity. Maybe, maybe. But the rationality of it escapes all of us. The rationality of this continues to look like COVID porn. I mean, it really does. It's fear porn. That's all it is. And it's becoming very frustrating and very angry. And so my message to you is very simply, if you're someone like me who's confused by all this stuff and tired of all this stuff and frustrated by all this stuff, I don't know that I can tell you anything. But if you're one of those people that are sending out these idiotic emails telling me that we have 100,000 cases in Washington, we don't. We've got 1,200 cases here in Kitsap. We don't. We have 46. And then following that with an email that says, don't go out, but don't stay in either. You know? If you're one of those people, um, you need to reevaluate your communication skills because you're not doing a good job. And because you're not doing a good job, you're frustrating the hell out of people. And I'm telling you right now, I'm going to be really frustrated if by two o'clock today, we don't hear from Cammie's doctor who once again may still not have her credentials. Why? Not because she's sick, not because Cammie's sick, not because the hospital's sick, but because of COVID. That's the kind of thing that's driving people insane and making us believe that this is little more than political manipulation. And of course, that makes me a conspiracy theorist, I guess. So, prove me wrong. 